Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Sorry for the fuzzy sound. We don't know what we're doing. It, it will hopefully go away. You're going to hear it a little bit, but I think it's like calming down. We don't know. Listen, I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, we watched uh, Twilight New Moon this week. Yes, this is our second time re recording our intro because of this fuzzy sound. But, uh, yes, we did. This came out about a year after the first Twilight came out, so that was November 20th, 2009. Um, I did see it in theaters, but it did not have as big of an impact as the first Twilight because nothing will ever live up to that. But it was also like exciting in a different way because I had read all the books by then, so that was exciting. This is the only Twilight movie I have seen, as we mentioned in our last episode, and I didn't remember anything that happened because guess what? Nothing happens in this movie. Listen, I wanted to watch this for my, I think it was my 23rd birthday. Whatever uh, it, was one was in, it was 2020. <laughs> yeah, whatever one was in 2020. Um, so that's what we did. We got food and we watched New It was Moon. a fun time. Great times. My hair <laughs> was my, pink. My, for my first Twilight experience. <laughs> yes. Um, so this movie sees a lot of the same cast from the first movie. Obviously, this is a saga. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have a couple new characters. Mostly the vampire government. Oh, yes. Um, the military. So we have Michael Sheen, who I was, like, surprised at first to see that he was in this movie, but then, like, looking through his discography, it actually makes a lot of sense. He's, a, like, he's like someone that, like, you've seen before because he's in so many random movies. Uh, like, Midnight in Paris, he was in 30 Rock, the new Alice in Wonderlands, and this long-running show called Masters of Sex, which won a bunch of Emmys, I remember whenever I would watch the Emmys. Um, Jamie Campbell Bauer is Vecna from season five of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why he looks so familiar, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, Queen Dakota Fanning makes mm -hmm. an appearance. Yes, <laughs> exciting. Um, if you were, like, born in the mid to late 90s, you know who Dakota Fanning is. Yes. There was no... Dakota Fanning was the first McKenna Grace. She was there. <laughs> Everywhere. Um, she was uh, the voice of Coraline. She was in The Secret Life of Bees, Charlotte's Web, War of the Worlds, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, an episode of Friends, The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, um, Uptown Girls. Classic. Uh, she played young Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home Alabama whenever she gives the line, Why do you want to marry me anyway? So I can kiss you anytime I want. Which is a terrible line. That's not consent. That's not okay. <laughs> you can't do that when you're married. Just because you're married. <laughs> you True. still need consent. Yes. Um, she was in Malcolm in the Middle, CSI, ER, and lately she's been in many indie movies, if you're wondering where Dakota Fanning went. She's still thriving, she's just doing the indie scene, and we love that for her. Yeah, I mean, she did a lot of, like, mainstream movies for a long time, so good for her. Love it. Passion projects. Um, so that's all I have for cast, uh, but I did read something interesting in the IMDb, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we go on. Um... Every member of the wolf pack had to prove that they had, that they were of native descent. Except for one person. <laughs> yeah, no, as we mentioned last time, Stephanie Meyer is, like, a, a horrible person. Um, I did more research on, like, the, the treatment of the Quileet tribe and why it was such an issue. And the biggest thing is that there was no compensation, and this is a major storyline for the rest of the story. And even as, like, in the beginning of Twilight, like, that's how we start learning about the vampires is through the Quileet legends. 
And um, so here's some some facts I learned. First of all, they did not compensate them at all. They were given the option to and like the opportunity to and they chose not to, which is an issue. Don't fucking do that. Uh, They filmed on their land like this movie is taking place on their reservation. Um, And then additionally, they like took stories from the Quileet tribe. So like the story is not that they turn into wolves, but it's that they're descended from wolves. And so it was like these two wolves became men and then that is how the Quileet tribe was like formed that's like the legend that it's based on but she just switched it and like and said nothing about it. it to her own liking <laughs> yeah and so it's a big thing and like uh back whenever the twilight books were originally very popular um they were trying to get people to like visit the reservation and like help support them because there was only like 700 people in the tribe so like it's a it's a small yeah, tribe la push which was mentioned in the last movie is like the actual resi- like the name of the actual reservation yeah like stephanie on. did some research and then just kind of pick and chose what picked picked and choosed what she wanted to use and what she didn't want to use i also read an article i think it was in the tempest that was written in 2020 around the time the twilight renaissance began because of covid and quarantine and people going back to their favorite movies um, apparently, like, La Poche is in, like, severe poverty. Yeah. And so even though it became, like, a tourist destina- destination, all it did was, like, trash the place and yeah. not do anything for Well, it. and a lot of the other criticism is just the way that it's, like, it's pitting, pitted against the vampires. Yeah. And the vampires are white and, like, literally, like, pale white. Like, the color white. Yeah. They are rich. They have all this money. They are classy. And then it's, like, they paint the natives as, like, dogs and, like, these poor people. Like, when, Almost when like you go. feral. Well, yeah. And when you go to, like, in the movie, you'll see like Jacob's house and like the way that they're raised and they talk about it in the books where like Jacob like spoiler alert he turns into a wolf whenever you turn into a wolf if you're wearing clothes like all your clothes like get shredded and that was like a big deal because like if he wore shoes like he they couldn't afford to buy shoes all the time because like Mm. money so uh that's another it's just like playing into stereotypes again the biggest thing we don't love that the thing that I found most interesting never was reading this article I, I feel like her name was Afia Shake or Shike. I think that was, that's what her name was. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's on The Tempest. It's from like 2020. You can look it up. Um, but it made, because we'll get to this plot point, but it made the distinction about how, you know, like Edward and the Colons can be around humans and control themselves, but wolves, like the single instance they get mad, they're, they just go turn into animals. Like they don't have the same restraint and quote unquote respect that vampires have. Yeah. Which is another, uh, comparison to like human and beast yeah which is not good um there's an article on uh, i think it's called the burke museum it was something that was like created in response to twilight to try and like clear up rumors about the quilites and just like give more truthful information so i'll link it below but they have like a fact or fiction section and one of them is talking about like imprinting which again will be later in the <laughs> stories but it's also like no, like, they can just love whoever they want. No, just, oh my like, god, I cannot <laughs> wait till we fucking get to that. I know all about that. Yeah. We'll so, get there. <laughs> we'll link some more articles about it, just in case anyone was curious. I wanted to talk more about it this time, because we learn a lot more about the Khalid yeah, tribe in this movie. Werewolves are more central in this movie than the vampires are. Like, yes. Robert Pattinson is barely in this movie at all. Oh yeah. Like, he probably made, like, $10 million, though. Yeah, but he's there for, like, maybe 30 minutes total. <laughs> anyway. Shall we begin? Yes, let us jump in. So we open on, like, the climax scene of the movie. Yeah, well, we do that in kind of in the first movie as well with the, like, I never gave much thought to the way that I would die. So we're doing that again. Bella is running through a Handmaid's Tale parade. 
And then she enters the forest and she's confronted by Grandma. But then Edward appears and they get closer to this old lady and, oh, it's actually... Sorry, oh, I thought that was your foot. That's the foot of the chair. It's actually Bella's old self as a grandmother. Yeah. And uh, she wakes up. It's a dream. She wakes up in her bed on her birthday next to a copy of Romeo and Juliet. Oh my god. They tried, <gasps> they tried so hard with the motherfucking parallels. I don't care. I don't I, give a shit. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> It's not called a tragedy for nothing. <laughs> it's not the romance of Romeo and Juliet. It's the fucking tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, also, okay, a little early, but trigger warning for suicide, because this yeah. movie has, like, a lot of shit. So, like, in case you didn't know. Yeah, Edward started talking, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, out of nowhere. So Anyway, um, yeah, so Bella's starting her senior year. Um, she's woken up by Charlie, who gives her a photo album for her birthday, because we love Charlie. He and his, or, no, he gave his her mom. a digital camera. A digital and then, camera. Yeah, and her, her mom gave her the scrapbook. So because she it's could. her senior year, and he thought she would want to remember it, because he's a thoughtful and considerate person. Yeah, he also <laughs> jokes about her getting old, which, like, from this dream and from the rest of the scene, we learned like, that Bella's, like, <laughs> freaking out about getting old. And, Grace. wow, being 18, <laughs> oh, she's man. So she's so fucking old. She's mostly upset because now she's, quote-unquote, older than Edward, even though Edward is 109, <laughs> but he's been so... 17 for a hundred years. Oh my god, do you think she's a Virgo? <laughs> um, if it's like it's the know. beginning of the school year. It could be it could still be August. Yeah. Or like But towards the end of August is already Virgos. Yeah, I don't know. She might be a Virgo. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Bella gets to school, she sees her friends, and she ta- I, I put friends in quotes because she, Bella is not really like friends them. with them. It's Angela, Jessica, Eric, and Mike. She from only has sat with them to appease Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, so she takes a picture of them, but then the Cullens arrive, so she's like, bye losers. Um, so Edward walks up, and they, like, walk into school together. Well, they kiss first, and yes. then in the parking lot, Bella is greeted by Jacob, who does not go to the school, he goes to school on the reservation, and he gives her a dream catcher as a birthday present. Yeah, I won't, I didn't do more research about that, but I don't. I didn't either. I don't <laughs> think that all tribes do that. I think that was just an assumption, because it's, I'm like, sure a it native thing. Um, so, in the hallway, Alice gives Bella a dress to wear for her birthday dinner at the Colons tonight. Yeah, a surprise birthday dinner. Bella this entire time is like, I do not like my birthday, I do not like the attention on me, I like none of this, and they're like, it's fine, you're gonna love it. And then, in the middle of the crowded hallway, there's people everywhere, Bella looks at Jasper and says, Jasper, no fair with the mind control thing. In front of everyone. This is also never explained in the movies. None of them have ever been subtle. <laughs> okay, but also, this isn't explained in the movies. In the books, we learn that Jasper's, like, power is that he can, like, control moods. And so he can, like, make people feel calm or, like, make people feel angry or whatever. And that's not explained at all. This is, like, the only the only thing we get about this in this movie, at least. I don't think that they explain it in Eclipse. Maybe they do. But that's his power. Um, uh, yeah, so then we cut to English class, and yes. the whole class is watching fucking Romeo and Juliet, and then Edward's just like, oh, I'm jealous that Romeo can commit suicide. Yeah, and <laughs> Bella's like, huh? Where the fuck is that coming from? And he's like, well, when I didn't know if you were gonna survive, I had to consider it. I, <laughs> he's like, you can just take pills, use a dagger. It's so lucky. I, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I would have to go to the Volturi, and Bella's like, huh? I and, this on the web. oh. 
Siri. <laughs> <laughs> My Apple Watch was trying to talk to me. Um, did, did it look up the Volturi for you? No, I don't know what it was looking up. But, um, yeah, he's like... It's like the vampire, like, monarchy slash government. Yeah, and they will kill you if you break the biggest rule. And the biggest rule is, like, being inconspicuous. Like, don't show people that you're a vampire. Don't kill a bunch of people suspiciously. Yeah, so he's just, like, casually talking about killing himself. And then the teacher's like, um, Mr. Colin, if you were paying attention, then recite the last, uh... I am a pantanometer. So Edward just rattles off Shakespeare in class, and all the girls are looking back like, "Ah, Edward. Okay, well, it's not fair. He can read mine, so he obviously knows what the answer is, and this teacher's probably like, I'm going to get this bitch, and he's just, like, reading it out. Well, he's also studied it for a hundred years. I'm sure he knows the whole thing at this point. Also, he prides himself on being a brooding romantic, so I'm sure he fucking, like, memorized fucking Romeo and Juliet. And all the girls, because, you know, all girls love Romeo and Juliet. They're like, hey, Edward. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) I had to study it twice. Like, two years in a row. In eighth grade, and then freshman year of high school. And I fucking hated it. Yeah, it's just boring. I don't care. It's boring. It's dumb. Literally, Romeo is a pedophile. He's 30 years old, and Juliet is 13. And this takes place within a week. A week! (laughs) Shakespeare also married his cousin, so, like, what do you expect? Shakespeare was a fucking loser. (laughs) I'm sorry. What, what, what guy spends his time writing plays in English no one can understand? Yeah. Fuck you, Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, also- Anyway, not fuck you because you gave us She's the Man, but, like, fuck you for everything else. (laughs) Also, um, I'm sure that this line, I didn't pay attention because I don't give a shit, but I'm sure this line is some comparison to what's going on in the story. He says something about death. Yeah. <laughs> I so. don't know. All I know is, wherefore art thou? Because he's not asking, where are where you, are you? Why? Why are you a Capulet? <laughs> we went over that many times in high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so. You're Mercutio? I'm Mercutio. Exactly. Um, so, wait. Oh, I, uh, so we cut oh to Bella's page. birthday at the Collins. I need to talk about her outfit. Because <laughs> yeah. it's giving 8th grade graduation from a Catholic school vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that it's the time period. It's 2009. <laughs> She's a Mormon, probably. <laughs> She's not a Mormon. She literally says she doesn't believe in God. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Edward explains the whole Volturi. Um, the Collins have, like, decked everything out for Bella's birthday. Again, they haven't even known her a year. It's probably been, like, six months at this point. Yeah. Um, so... They give her gifts. They're all just, like, little things. Rosalie is, like... Like, Alice made me give that to you, because of course. Um, I will say one of them, like, grabbed her camera and they all start taking pictures. I thought vampires didn't show up on camera. No, we talk about this in the books. We talk about this. It's, <laughs> it's talked about in the books. She gets the camera and she asks Edward, like, oh, like, will you show up in these? And he's like, yeah, like, not all the rumors are true. And, oh, like, the same okay. Thing. Okay, oh, Stephanie. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, they can eat garlic. They can go into people's houses. They don't have to, like, be invited in. I think that's dumb. I think we need to keep that. <laughs> I don't want any vampires in my house. <laughs> Good and news. I love garlic, so I'm gonna keep eating it and ward off the vampires. Yeah, and they also don't do a steak to the heart either, so. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie made her own rules about vampires and the Quilite tribe. She did the same thing. She <laughs> thought I was fine. Well, Stephanie, we need to keep that rule about vampires not entering your house. Yeah. Um, so Bella is opening a gift from Carlisle and Esme, and as she opens it, she gets a paper cut. And it is, like, the biggest paper cut in the world. Because, of course, she's Bella and she's clumsy. And so, like, a droplet <laughs> so of blood. She, she cuts herself and she goes, oh. 
paper cut. A droplet <laughs> of blood falls, falls. Immediately, Edward is like, oh shit, Jasper. So, so Edward thinks the smart thing to do is to push Bella into a bunch of glass on the table. I also don't understand why Alice didn't have a vision of this because Edward would have read her vision and this wouldn't have happened. But whatever, it's she, fine. I thought she only, I thought she got visions like Raven. Where it's like no. random. No, it's not and random. And you can't control what you see. No, it's not like that. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, she does, I think she has to, like, focus on it, but sometimes they just come to her, so I don't really get it. Anyway, she should have seen this happening, but it's for exposition. He pushes Bella into all this glass, so she, she's, she's bleeding down her entire down arm. Her, like, smart move, Edward. Yeah, and so they're all, like, holding Jasper back, getting him out of there. They need to get, like, basically everyone out of there, because there's so much fucking blood now, and Bella's blood smells so delicious. And because Jasper's, like, the newest vampire, he can't handle himself. He doesn't yeah. have that control yet. Yeah. Um, so they get everybody out and Carlisle makes Edward go talk to Jasper because he's like, he's the only, you're the only one he's going to listen to right now. He's going to be very upset. So Carlisle goes and he's cleaning up Bella's arm. There's funny discourse about this scene because people are like, why does Bella have better, uh, romantic, like, chemistry with Carlisle than she does <laughs> Honestly, Edward? She's like holding onto his side. For a second, I thought like, you were going to say better healthcare. Oh, no. <laughs> No. This doesn't cost Bella a thing. <laughs> she gets this for free. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, she's holding on to his side as he's like picking glass out of her arm and like stitching it up or whatever. And they're talking. Um, she's like, why won't Edward just change me? It would make everything so much better. Um, and Carlisle's basically like, uh, or she's also like, why do you choose to be around blood all the time? Like, wouldn't it be easier to not? And he's like, I want to help people. That's why I decided to make people vampires without their decision. That's, That's a good idea. Okay. No. Anyway, um, he's like, yeah, I wanted to help people. I feel like it's important. And he's like, if I'm going to be damned anyway. And Bella's like, what do you mean? Like, you're a nice guy. I don't think you're going to hell. She's like, I also don't believe in hell. And he's like, well, we're from a different time, Bella. And she's like, oh, is that why Edward won't turn me? He's worried about my soul. And he's like, yeah, like, imagine someone taking your soul away. It seems not, not nice. And Bella's like, I don't believe in that, though. So this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> okay, here's where I am conflicted because I feel like if you have the opportunity to become a vampire and you want to, like you are making this decision for yourself, I feel like you should be able to do that, especially for like Bella because she doesn't believe in like the afterlife and, or like any of these consequences. So like, but also a soul that like gives you morality, right? All these vampires still choose to not hurt people. Yeah. Like, if you didn't have a soul, then you would just be, like, a monster going after what satisfies you most. So that's, like, also, like, is the devil real in this? Does the devil have all their soul? I, there's no explanation because Stephanie comes from a religious background, so of course we gotta put this in here. Um, they don't speak of the devil once. <laughs> But, okay, but I also think that, like, she shouldn't be able to, like, force that on Edward. Because, like, that's a big commitment. You guys have only known each other six months. You right. should not be immortally together after six months. So, I'm, I'm conflicted. Okay, I, I feel, feel like, like it, it should be, be together choice. after two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be her choice to, like, become a vampire if she wants to. But she has to find someone who's willing to do that. And Edward is and not willing like, to do that. And maybe, like, more reasons than, like, just Edward. Yeah. Maybe, like, oh, like, I think being a vampire would be fun. I just, like, love being cold. Or, like, you could literally, like, cure cancer if you were a fucking vampire. Right. Honestly, <laughs> why is Carlisle not a scientist? Why is he not working on this? He's just, yeah. like, doing the everyday stuff. You could be doing so much more. And you have so much money. Carl's, Carlisle's just selfish. They are wasting their immortality. Yeah, um... Yeah, 
anyway, after that scene, we just get uh, Edward driving Bella home. She gets out of the car. Bella's, like, arguing with him. She's, like, she keeps, like, making the argument, like, being human will only separate us someday. Like, I'm gonna get sick, I'm gonna get old, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't believe in souls, whatever. Edward is like, is one lifetime with me not enough? And then he's also like, do you not understand my feelings for you at all? Well, Mr. Cullen. (laughs) Yeah, you're not the best in communication. (laughs) No. So she's like, okay, the only thing I want from you is a kiss. So they kiss. Angrily. Very angrily. I think it's supposed to be like passion and pain, but it's just, no. It looks like they're both so mad. It's just weird. But like, not like the hot kind of mad. Just like, just like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. So Bella gets home and she prints out some pictures that Alice took. There's one of her and Edward, which she folds in half to only show Edward, which is another annoying thing about Bella because she's like, he's so beautiful and I'm so average. Shut up. Shut up. Why do you want just a picture of Edward? Use a picture Bella, of Bella. Literally you. every man in school is in love with you. Like, fuck off. Exactly. Fuck off, Rory Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. So she puts this in her scrapbook. Um, the next day, the Collins aren't at school. No explanation. So if I were Bella, I'd be a little freaked out because, you know, like, your boyfriend's brother almost attacked you and now they're not at school. It's kind of weird. So she's, like, hanging out with her friends but is very obviously anxious. So then she gets home and Edward is standing there and he's like, come in the woods. We need to talk. Edward motherfucking Cullen, you are the dumbest bitch I have ever met. Why would you take this clumsy-ass girl to the middle of the <laughs> woods to break up with her? Huh? <laughs> are you kidding? Another thing. Another thing I wanted to bring up. I I don't know this 100%, but I believe that Maggie, uh, Maddie's twin, who also loves Twilight, she told me this because she read Midnight Sun. I'm pretty sure that Edward decided after what happened with James that he was going to leave. And then whenever Bella was like, oh, please don't. He was like, okay, for now I'm going to stay. But he was basically like always planning on leaving. So like this was always going to happen. So this fake bullshit that he gave her of like, I'll never leave you. Like I'll protect you, whatever. He knew the entire time he was going to leave. This piece of shit. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So Edward and Bella are in the woods, and he's like, we're leaving Forks. And Bella's like, oh, wow, like, why? And he's like, Carlisle is supposed to look older than he looks, and we just need to get out of here. And Bella's Bella's like, like, okay, when do we leave? (laughs) Bella's like, okay, I need to think of something to tell Charlie. And Edward just, like, stares at her, and she's like, who's we? And he's like, my family and I. And she's like, why? Why can't I come? And he's like, this isn't easy for me, Bella. You're not good for me. We need to break up. You'll never be safe. And she's like, if you would just turn me, I'd be safe. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I don't want you. He's like saying all this stuff. Whenever he says, like, you're not good for me, she says, I'm not good enough. And he doesn't correct her, this fucking bitch. (laughs) So, like, everything he's saying, he's saying, like, very, like, emotionless and stuff. And Bella's, like, begging him. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, where is this coming from? But the entire time, like, she's always felt like this relationship doesn't make sense because he's, like, beautiful and immortal and has so much to offer. And she feels like she has nothing to offer him because she's just, like, a lowly human. And, uh, (laughs) and so... As this is happening, this is, like, her worst fears coming true. And so, at the end, he's just like, I don't want you to come with me. And that's, like, all it takes for Bella to, like, stop. So he, and, then, and then he's like, don't do anything reckless. Okay, bye. Yeah, don't do anything. See you never. Don't do anything reckless for Charlie's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, like, walks away and, like, leaves Bella in the woods. So, like, after so a little Bella bit. Bella just, like, runs around and then falls asleep in the forest. Well, she tries to find Edward because he just, like, went off somewhere. And then he went, she. Whoosh. Yeah. And then she gets lost and she just falls down and cries because she's so fucking sad and depressed. 
So then we cut to a scene of like the entire town looking for her because Charlie is, you know, it's like it's night now. The chief of police, and he's like, Where the fuck did my daughter go? And we see a shirtless man carrying Bella in. Uh, it turns out his name is Sam. He is part of the Quilite tribe, and he like brings Bella's in. He's like, She's fine, she's just really cold. And so um, they get her back, and then we get the most <laughs> iconic scene of Twilight in, in its whole. So Bella is sitting in her room, looking out the window, and we see, like, the months pop up on the screen as it's, like, a panorama, like, around her as she's just, like, sitting there being so depressed. There's a possibility. There's a possibility. <laughs> uh, is playing. The, the scenery changes in the window, and then we see, like, title cards as the months pass. Bella does not move. I actually do like this scene. Yeah. No, and, like, a lot of people talk about how, like, accurate this is a portrayal of depression this is, where, like, obviously she's still, like, going to school and like doing things but like what it feels like yeah and this is like all that she's doing she's just like hurting and being sad she also um has like screaming nightmares yeah she has night terrors and charlie like wakes her up and like doesn't know what to do obviously this teenage girl is like catatonic and he has no idea what to do (laughs) poor charlie he's trying his best yeah and so uh she's writing emails to alice yeah but then the emails come back well it says like failure failure to deliver and then it says like return to sender. I don't think emails do that. Yeah, it just says failure to deliver. That's what it says they return do. to sender. Yeah. I don't think emails return to sender. Yeah, but it's basically just saying, like, she's sending these emails to nowhere because she can't even, like, email anyone. Yeah, and so at this point, Charlie doesn't know what to do. He's like, I think you need to go live with your mom in Florida. Like, get out of this. Get out of your head. Make new get friends. Town. Like, all of this stuff. That's where I say Charlie's the best because he obviously doesn't want her to leave. But well, she, yeah. he knows what's best. Yeah, she's like, I, I don't want to leave. And he's like, he's not coming back. And she's like, it's not about that. I already have friends here. And he's like, you don't see your friends. And she's like, yeah, I do. Me and Jessica are going shopping tonight. <laughs> And, okay, this is the other thing. Bella is a bad friend to her friends, but her friends are also kind of equally bad friends to her. We'll see more of this. So It's it's the best kind of relationship someone like Bella could ask for. Yeah, so we cut to, like, the next... Oh, the other thing I was going to say. This is earlier, before Edward left. He went to her room and took the only picture she had of him, which is, again, just another, like, dickhead move. We'll get to it later, his, like, explanation of everything, but, like, fuck that guy. Anyway, um, we immediately cut to... Bella and Jessica after seeing a movie so apparently they didn't go shopping they saw a zombie movie and Jessica has the <laughs> funniest dialogue of the film Anna Kendrick improved this whole thing <laughs> I read the <laughs> about an analysis of zombies and feminism in society yeah and she's just like I don't get like zombie movies like are they trying to be anti-capitalist like oh you're so self-aware and like <laughs> some girls just like shopping is that such a bad thing like not you and she's like I'm surprised you even asked me here I mean like I'm glad you did like we are we know you're depressed like we we're all really worried about you but like it was also kind of bumming us out and like as all of this is happening Bella's not listening because again bad friend um and she sees these guys who are like calling over to them they have like these motorcycles and they're like woo woo hey girl blah 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 and so as like Bella sees this she gets a little like apparition of Edward and he's like stay away from them don't do this and Bella's like what am I hallucinating was that Edward oh my god hello and so like as she sees that she's like damn what how can I get more of that how can I get more of that in my life yeah so she starts walking towards these guys and Jessica's like hey what are you doing and she's like oh I think I recognize them and Jessica's like no, the fuck you don't. No, you don't. There's a bunch of grown-ass men catcalling up She's like, motorcycles. stay away from them. And then Bella walks towards them more. And again, Edward, little apparition, appears and is like, turn the other way. 
So she goes up to one of them and like he comes again and it's like leave and she starts to get a little freaked out like a little common sense but he's like hey girl you want a ride and she's like yeah sure. So she goes on a ride on a motorcycle with a random fucking stranger and like as she's on the motorcycle the guy is the Edward apparition is like Bella stop doing this you're being reckless blah blah blah. Um, and so she gets off the bike and Jessica, rightfully so, is like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, why are you doing that? And she's like, oh my god, it was such a rush. And she's like, you're an adrenaline junkie now. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> yeah, so we're, Bella comes back home and she's narrating and she's like, if a thrill of danger is what it takes to see Edward, then I'll find it. Where, and then she gets out of her truck and she is greeted by Jacob. <laughs> and Jacob says, Bella! Where the hell have you been, Loca? <laughs> yeah, another thing I'd like to bring up, um, Loca is Spanish. That, huh? <laughs> is he taking <laughs> Spanish at the res school? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, Bella brings Jacob some, like, scrap motorcycle to the junkyard that he can help her fix so that she can ride motorcycles and feel danger and see Edward. So they begin, like, working together on these motorcycles. We get this little montage. Bella is writing to Alice about how hanging out with Jacob is helping her. Also, the entire time, Bella knows that Jacob has a huge crush on her. They have these conversations about, like, well, we're basically the same age because, like, I know a lot and I can build cars and I'm bigger than you. And she's like, okay, but I know more than you and I'm literally older. And they're like, it's fine. We're, like, the same age. Bella literally just uses Jacob this whole movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And so... She's so annoying. <laughs> um, as they're, like, working on the bikes, one of the times, uh, two of Jacob's friends come in, Quill and Embry, and they're like, are you guys dating? That's what Jacob said. And she's like, oh, tell me about your girlfriends. Ha, ha, ha. And they, like, fight. They, like, play around. Boys will be boys. Whatever. Guys being dudes. Yeah. So they work on the bikes for a long time. And then um, I think the, like, next big thing is, like, Jacob's, like, hey, like, what's going to happen when the bikes are done? And Bella's like... Oh, well, first we see... Well, first of all, Charlie tells Bella that Jacob could be good for her. Oh, yeah. Charlie's really trying to get her back out there. Um, Also, Uh, That's another thing. Why couldn't this just be a friendship? Why is everyone pushing this to be a romantic relationship? She is obviously not okay. She has not seen any therapist after this traumatic experience in her life. But also I understand this from Charlie because Jacob's dad is his best friend. Yeah. And so your best friend's ch- children getting together. Well, and this movie, his best friend is Harry Clearwater. Yeah. Because we never see Billy Black in this movie. <laughs> we see Harry Clearwater, which he's, like, a little bit more a part of the books. Like, he's just, again, part of, like, the community, part of, the, like, his friends. But we see him a lot in this movie. Yeah, well, okay, so Bella and Jacob are driving, like, past the reservation beach. And they see, like, Sam and his boys cliff diving. Yeah, and Bella pulls over, like, thinking that they're, like, trying to kill themselves or something. She's like, oh, my God. what's going on also all these boys are tan and shirtless and ripped and wearing jorts and have the same haircut like bermuda (laughs) jorts like they're cut off at the knee well yeah they can't have a five inch inseam this is 2009 (laughs) um so uh jacob explains that like Sam is, like, popular, and Quill and Embry were his friends, but then they also cut their hair and got jorts. Yeah, he's basically like, Sam's running a cult, and I don't like it. He's taking my friends. Yeah, so after this, they they finish, they're taking the motorcycle to the place to ride it, basically. Yeah, and that's whenever they have the conversation about, like, what would you do if I, like, would have said I couldn't fix the bikes? And Bella's like, I mean, I would have been bummed, but, like, we still would have hung out. Like, I still, we're still friends. And so Jacob's like, okay, let's try out the bikes then. 
So, like, Bella gets on the bike, and obviously she's, like, clumsy and doesn't know how to ride it. Like, as she first gets on, um, she sees Edward again, and he's like, don't do this. So, obviously, she does it. Um, the first time, she, like, falls off a little bit, and she, like, gets back on. She's like, okay, I'm ready to go again. I don't think she's wearing a helmet. What the no. fuck are you thinking, you dumbass? Yeah, anyway. she loses control. She, like, hits a rock and falls off. And she's bleeding from her head. That's serious. And so, like, Jacob, like, runs over, and she's like, I want to get back on. He's like, no, no more motor- motorcycles. Yeah, so he sees that she's bleeding and Bella's like oh like sorry 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 and Jacob's like it's just blood Bella what's the big deal yeah (laughs) obviously trying to make that parallel um and so Jacob like aggressively takes his shirt off to clean the blood oh my god he doesn't just like pull it over his head he has to stand up like take the whole thing off at once so forcefully and then kneel back down (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> uh, so Bella is at school. She goes and sits by her friends at lunch again, and they're all like, "Hey, you're eating. Welcome back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike asks Bella to the movies, and Bella's like, "Yeah, you guys want to go to the movies?" Yeah, everyone? she's like, "Let's make it a group date." <laughs> but unfortunately, only Mike and Jacob show up to the movies. Yeah, because uh, everyone else has a stomach flu. Yeah, um, Bella's like, "Oh, I want to see Face Punch." Guns, crime. Yeah, adrenaline. because Mike suggests a I romance movie, and she's like, absolutely not. Mm-mm, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so she's sitting in between Jacob. Okay, wait. When they first get to the movies, it's just Mike and Jacob talking to each other, and they're both, like, sussing each other out. Like, they both obviously have a crush on Bella. Because everyone and, does. Yeah, and Mike is like, are you even old enough to see this movie? And Jacob's literally like, Bella's buying my ticket. <laughs> like, no shame either. Because like, <laughs> he's, okay, he's literally 15. I thought he was 16. Uh, maybe he's 16 now. But still, when the be 17. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, do you go, remember that one time we went to go see an R-rated movie and there was like 12 of us and every single person got carded except for the two of us? Um, I, no, I don't remember that. I do remember whenever we went to see a movie and it was you, me, and friend of the pod, Abby, and neither of you guys got carded, but I did. We were going to see The Shape of Water. <laughs> but the, they let in those, like, five-year-olds yeah, after. Yeah, no, there were these people, like, these parents and then, like, children who, like, bought tickets, no problem, and I was like, hello? So let their five-year-olds go watch fish sex. Weird. Anyway, um, my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this movie is that Bella's sitting in between Mike and Jacob in the movie theater, and they're both literally, like, with their hands up and open on the armrest in between Bella, and the camera, like, pans back and forth from one to the other, like, whose hand should she hold? And Bella's like, neither. (laughs) Um, all of a sudden, we see Mike, like, get up and run out of the theater, and he's like, I think I'm gonna be sick. And so he, like, goes to the, the bathroom, and then Jacob's like, what a marshmallow. You know, the way Taylor Lautner talked about yeah. marshmallow. What a marshmallow. Um, so they're outside the theater. Jacob starts flirting, but Bella... He's like, okay, he grabs her hand, and Bella lets go of it. And he's like, what, I can't hold your hand? And she's like, you can, but I think it means something different to you than it does to me. <laughs> like, trying to set a boundary. And he's just like, well, why not? Why not me, Bella? And he gets, like, so defensive immediately. Mm. This is why... It's not Team Edward or Team Jacob, but we'll get there no. further. Yeah, so Bella's just like, I'm. I, this is not going to work. Like, I'm broken. This is She's not. She's like, I'm not ready yet. She's like, I like you, but I'm not ready yet. 
And he's like, oh, I'll never leave you. I'll never hurt you. Yeah, and Pella's like, heard it all fucking before. Yeah, and as they're sitting there, like, Mike comes out, and he's like, I need to go home. Like, I'm sick or whatever. And Jacob gets oh, irrationally mad. And then Jacob's mad. just like, well, what the fuck, man? Yeah, and he's like, do you want to fight? Um, this <laughs> do you want to fight me? This isn't explained in the movies, but in the books. So, like, Jacob is also starting to feel bad. Um, they both go home. What happens is... We'll learn this later. At first, we just think that uh, Jacob is blowing Bella off. His dad says he has mono. Um, he is going through the transition of, like, becoming a wolf. And, like, through that, there's, like, a sickness process. And he's also very angry because of that. Because I of, like, sort of, the uh, hormones, the like, puberty. I didn't get this, like, whenever we watched it the first time. But I did get it this time around. Like, I sort of, like, made those conclusions yeah well, myself one I was of, like one of the articles I was reading was talking about that as a comparison of like the way vampires act versus like the way that the wolves act but this is like makes sense because like it's part of the like transition of like becoming a wolf yeah so I thought he was always a wolf I didn't realize that you had to wait to become one and yes. then they said like only some members of the tribe I did not realize that either yeah that's like a big plot point later on we'll get to it in eclipse lots more oh, wolves in eclipse oh. <laughs> i can't i can't, i know what happens in breaking dawn i don't know what happens in eclipse a lot of nothing <laughs> um even yeah. more nothing <laughs> nothing for the past two movies yeah so uh, i spoiled it but bella goes home and she just like doesn't hear from jacob anymore she like keeps calling she hears nothing uh, she just keeps getting, like, the run around. She's like, why did Jacob leave now? And she starts feeling guilty. She's like, oh, no, I shouldn't have rejected him. I should have just pretended <sighs> I could be an unhappy wife. <laughs> Girl, stop. Yeah, so Bella ends up approaching Jacob shirtless in jorts in the rain, looking <laughs> like Sam and his crew. And she's mad. She's like, did Sam get, like, I thought you said you didn't want to be friends with them. And Jacob's like, just go away, just go away. He's like, no, like, Sam was looking out for me. You were just hanging out with those blood suckers. Yeah. And Jacob's like, we can't be friends. He's like, I'm not good anymore. I'm bad, I'm bad. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your Cinderella. I'm your bad Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he said. <laughs> He's all, okay, and this, this is the same thing, like, for Bella, this is very triggering, because he's also, like, I promise to, like, hurt you, and, or I promise not to hurt you, and me staying away from you is, like, me keeping your promise. So, again, we're drawing parallels the exact same thing that Edward did. Yeah, and so. And Bella's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, Bella goes to the clearing that her and, like, Edward went to, the one where they played baseball, and she's just reminiscing and very sad, and then Laurent shows up. Remember him from the last movie? He helps them. I'm so confused. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He went to the Cullens, but their house was empty. He said that he was coming to warn them to, like, that Victoria was, like, going after Bella because they killed James, and so it's only fair that she kills Bella, which is Edward's lover, because she loved James. Um, and then Laurent's like, you know, Victoria's gonna be mad at me, but I think I'm gonna kill you instead, because you smell delicious. Edward is appearing to her, telling her, like, oh, like, lie, like, say we're just out for the day, or yeah. say all these things, like, Send him off. Stuff yeah, like that. so Bella's like starting to lie, starting to do all these things. And as the romp gets closer, he's like, I'll make it quick and painless, blah, blah, blah. But then we hear this like crunch in the woods. Oh my God, who is it? <gasps> this giant wolf approaches. And Laurent's like, what the fuck? A giant, like, two story building wolf. <laughs> oh yeah, this is another thing that's going on in the story. So all of these people are continuing to be murdered in this small town. And there's like, there's a giant bear on the loose. Yeah, but... this is like still continued from the last movie. They never found out what was killing people. <laughs> Yeah, it's still happening. Um, yeah, so these wolves, like, come out from nowhere. They start, like, chasing Laurent, and Bella's like, what the fuck? She makes 
intense eye contact with one of them and then runs off with like a little bit of common sense she immediately goes to charlie and she's like charlie it's not bears it's wolves and he's like huh and she's like it's these giant wolves and harry clearwater is sitting there and he's like uh sure whatever you say bella uh-huh <laughs> bitches be crazy yeah but then they're like okay well let's go on a um they're like let's go on a hunting mission to like try and get these wolves so um, yeah so dad goes off to work that night jacob um jumps the trees and runs up into bella's bedroom and again he's still like I can't say anything. I can't say anything. Remember when I told you the legend of the cold ones? Okay, bye. Well, yeah. The, <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, I can't tell you anything. It's so annoying because I already told you. And she's like, what? You told me about, like, the vampires. He's like, I guess I understand why that's all that you remember. I don't understand why you can't just say again. Because we'll get to it. Um, so... Yeah, so this is when Bella, Bella is, is like, what if we just run away together? And Jacob's like, I wish we could, but I couldn't, even if I wanted to, which yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, so Bella is, like, racking her memory after this, and she realizes, like, oh, werewolves. Um, she goes to uh, Jacob's house to confront him. He is asleep in his bedroom. Um, but then, like, Sam and his friends are approaching outside, so she goes outside to yell at them, and she's like, what did you do to him? You turned him into a wolf. I don't even know. Anyway, she slaps one of them, it gets angry and turns into a wolf, and then Jacob runs out, and he turns into a wolf, and they fight. Um, so then they take Bella to Emily's house, who is Sam's fiance. Yeah, and then, immediately, before they walk in, they're like, don't stare at Emily, by the way. Sam hates when you do that. Which whatever we get inside we see that emily has this like big scar on the side of her face like it looks like a scratch down the side of her face if someone has something like that that's not what you do i think it's just normal common courtesy to not yeah. stare at someone or be rude to them i don't think anyone's first instinct would be like oh my god what's on your face yeah but <laughs> i mean bella fucking might i don't know <laughs> she doesn't really have a lot of good social skills well yeah we see that because she like goes inside and they're like hey emily what's up blah 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 and so emily like turns and she's like oh you must be Bella. You hang out with with vampire, or you're the vampire girl, aren't you? And she's like, yeah, you're the wolf girl, aren't you? And so they like joke, haha, it's all good. Um, Sam shows up at the house and he's like, hi, Emily. He's with Jacob. Love you. Turns out they just had to like fight a little bit. And now they're fine. Come back. I don't know. The one who like almost attacked Bella apologizes and it's all good. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So then Bella and Jacob go off and they're walking together on the beach again. Um, and he's like, yeah, like, I couldn't tell you, but I'm glad you know now. Um, oh, as a wolf pack, the alpha's orders must be obeyed. Like, they can't disobey them even if they want to because it's, like, magic. And also they can read each other's minds. Um, so that's why he couldn't just tell her about it because Sam specifically ordered him not to. Mm. It's like Ella Enchanted. <laughs> so, um, yeah. He will be obedient. They talk on the beach, they talk about, oh, so this is where we get more exposition as to why they're turning into wolves, because uh, Jacob was like, this is all the vampire's fault anyway. Basically, whenever vampires are around is whenever the tribe starts turning into wolves again. So, like, originally when the Colons were there, they started turning into wolves as, like, protection for the people or whatever. And then once the other people showed up, the other vampires, not the Colons, but, like, Victoria and James and them showed up and were biting people, then they started turning into wolves again. 
I so, did not get that. <laughs> so this is triggered by the vampires being there. Regularly, they don't turn into wolves. It's only, like, to protect the humans. And Yeah, and they're not the ones killing humans. It's still vampires. Yeah, because um, this whole time, Bella thinks that the wolves are the ones killing the people. She doesn't yeah. understand. She's it's like, still just, like, Laurent and Victoria. Yeah. But they killed Laurent. They, yeah, like, well, because Bella's up. like, well, you can't kill vampires. And he's like, yeah, we can. We literally <laughs> did. <laughs> Um, but also, Victoria's still out and about. They're like, oh, like, we chased her, like, back across the border or something. We don't know what she's night. after. And, <laughs> and Bella's, Bella's like, like, oh, it's uh... me. <laughs> um, so then we get this scene. I really liked this scene, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the music before. I mean, I will admit, I did watch. I rented this on YouTube, so I watched it at twice the speed. <laughs> yeah. But I did like this scene with, like, um, the music in the background of Victoria fighting the wolves while Charlie is investigating and Harry is trying to, like, steer him off the track of wolves. Um, Bella is going out to the cliff so she can go cliff diving and see Edward again. Well, yeah, because she's basically like, everyone left me alone, and whenever I'm alone, I'm really fucking sad because I'm not over what happened, so I'm gonna go jump off a cliff. Not to die, but just for adrenaline, to see Edward again. Yeah, so um, we get this, like, whole long scene of Victoria fighting the wolves. Victoria kills Henry, Harry? Harry. So she she picks him up because he like gets her attention. So he leaves Char- so she leaves Charlie alone. He picks her up and then the wolves like tackle her, but I think he has a heart attack because that's like yeah. his cause of death. I think whenever she does that, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm going to fucking die." And then like, he has a heart attack. Air supply or something. Yeah. Um so yeah, so he falls in the woods. Charlie goes to help him. Um Victoria is able to escape the wolves by jumping off the cliff before Bella gets there. Yeah. Um, so Bella arrives, she jumps, not seeing Victoria before this. Yeah, well, and also, again, Edward's like, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. She jumps in. She's fucking idiot. Why, what do you think is gonna happen? She can't fucking swim very well. There's, like, these giant currents, and she's, like, under the water, like, unconscious, basically. We see a weird scene where, like, Edward is, like, laying in the water with her. I think it's supposed to be, like, Romeo and Juliet adjacent again. I don't fucking know. Uh, But but um, she's pulled out of the water by, uh, Jacob. She briefly sees Victoria swim after her. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, before Jacob pulls her out um jacob's driving her back because he's a werewolf he's just like always radiating heat so bella warms up next to him yeah um jacob doesn't want what happened to emily to happen to bella which is why he's like stay away from me well yeah he said that sam like accidentally got angry and turned into a wolf too close to emily and that's how he she got that scar yeah it's the same thing where like the vampires are able to learn to control themselves because like all of all of the cullens who control themselves but no matter how far along werewolves get they can't do it well, no, it's not that. It's just you have to learn how to. Oh. Yeah, so you can. It just, like, oh. takes time. And it's harder when you're newer. Same thing with Jasper. Like, it's harder for him to control himself. Because oh, okay. he hasn't been, like, a, only eating animal blood as long. How old is Sam? Like, 19? Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> like a child. Um, so but Jacob drops Bella off back at her house, and Bella sees Carlisle's car parked outside. Yeah, and then Jacob's like, we gotta go, vampires. And she's like, uh, no, it's Carlisle's car. And he's like... I can't protect you here if the Colons are back because of the treaty. And she's like, it's fine. I'm going to go see who it is. They literally saved my life multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, Bella, don't do this. Choose me. And she's like, no. Uh, Fuck off. (laughs) So she goes inside and it's Alice. Oh my God. What a welcome surprise. Alice is like, you're alive. What the fuck, Bella? Why'd you jump off a cliff? She's like, I got a vision of it and this is not good. I came to see if you were alive. And she's like, oh, I was just cliff diving for, like, fun. <laughs> and Alice is like, well, don't do that. 
And she's um, like, oh my god, I missed you, Alice. What's up? Yeah, so Jacob comes in anyway, because he's like, I had to make sure you were okay. And then... Um, he and Alice kind of spat a bit, but Alice is, like, kind of respectful. She, she's just like, no, no, okay, you guys are friends. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, and she's like, I promise I'll be here, like, whenever you guys are done talking. Because, again, Bella has trust issues now. Yeah. Um, so they're standing in the kitchen, and again, Jacob's just like, I can't protect you here if they're here. Like, Bella, when is she so, going to leave? Are the other Bella, ones going to come? Bella's like, the Collins have saved me so many times. And she's like, Alice is welcome here as long as she wants to be. Like, it's fine. She is going to protect me. It's all good. So then... The phone rings. The phone rings. Jacob decides to answer the phone. Not in his house. This is not his house. This he is Bella's house. He says, Swan residence. And then he's quiet for a bit. And then he says, he's arranging a funeral. And he hangs up the phone. And then we cut to a shot of Edward somewhere crushing his cell phone in his hands. Jacob essentially told Edward that Bella died. Yeah, because, so Alice comes in and is like, what the fuck just happened? Because she can see now. Yeah, no, because Rosalie's dumbass told Edward what Alice saw in a vision about Bella jumping off a cliff, and so that's what Edward was doing, like, to confirm if Bella was alive or not, and Jacob didn't give the phone to Bella. Bella is pissed about this. She's like, that was Edward, and you didn't give me the phone. She has a right to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, and so Jacob's like, I have to go, blah, blah, blah. And Alice is like, he's going to go try and uh, commit suicide. He's going to the Volturi to ask them to murder him. We got to go. And so Bella's like, okay, we're going to Italy. And Jacob's like, again, like, don't do it, Bella. We can have a life together, blah, blah, blah. And Bella's like, fuck off. Like, what did you you do? She's like, I'm trying to go save someone's life. She's like, (laughs) she's also like, I won't have him kill himself just because he's guilty. Like, fuck off, Bella. Okay, so (laughs) we get the shot. Of a Virgin Airlines plane flying into Italy. <laughs> yeah. Twilight New Moon sponsored by Virgin Airlines and Volvo. <laughs> and then they just immediately were in this yellow sports car. Alice and Bella yeah, are driving. driving through the mountains of Italy. And fucking Alice has a scarf over her head with these sunglasses. <laughs> the most extra outfit. She's explaining to Bella that there is, um, or she has a vision that Edward got den- denied to be murdered by the Volturi because they're like, you have such a special power, like join us. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so... So, in order to die, he's going to go expose himself in the sun to the Handmaid's Tale parade. It's it's Saint Parade. We... I don't know. Apparently, we're in the fucking Vatican, I guess. We're we're in Italy, and all the humans celebrate this parade, literally by dressing up in all these, like, giant red robes. I remember watching the trailer for this. I thought all those red robes were, like, a crowd of vampires. And I remember watching that, and I was like... I remember, like, seeing the scene of her, like, running through the fountain. I was like, oh, like, that's kind of intense. Like, running through that crowd of vampires. Then, like, I saw the movie, and I was like, you're telling me those are just humans? Yeah. In costume? (laughs) That's so much less fun. (laughs) Yeah. So... Um, whenever they get there, they're driving through the crowd, which again, I don't think you can do, but Bella has to be the one to stop Edward because he's, she's the only one that he can't read her thoughts. Yeah, so, so she's he's running like, through the crowd trying to get like to him. slowly walking toward the sunlight from the shade. He's unbuttoning his unbuttoning shirt. Unbuttoning his shirt. He, Bella's rushing through the crowd. She runs through runs a fountain, through the fountain, like you said. He steps into the sunlight. He starts sparkling until Bella's able to run into him, she, cover him with yeah. her body. She to which he responds, him. heaven. 
She crashes into him. He smells her scent and is like, oh. And then she's like, I'm fucking alive, you idiot. And then he, like, gets into the shadows and he's like, oh my god, you're alive. And they, like, hug and stuff. And Belle's like, okay, well, like, I saved you. You don't have to, like, like pretend okay, to like uh, me bye. anymore. And Edward's just like, oh, no, just kidding. Just kidding, JK, I was lying. about leaving you for months and not doing anything. I still like you. I just wanted to protect LOL, you. LOL, smiley face. Obviously, I didn't protect your mental health. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is just as important. Yeah, so they're like, okay, let's get out of here. But uh, two members of the Volturi are like, hey, Arrow wants to talk to you. And Edward's like, but I didn't do it. It's fine. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Arrow wants to talk to you. Arrow is Michael Sheen. <laughs> he, he's like the main head of the Volturi. So uh, they go into like the little Volturi area and then Alice arrives and Jane arrives. Jane is Dakota Fanning. Um, they go to their giant like area where they all sit. Their thrones. Yeah. And so Arrow goes over and like grabs Edward's hand. So his thing is that he can read like every thought you've ever had, but only when he's like touching your hand. So he's like reading what he's missed since the last time he talked to Edward and he's like, oh, you really care for this girl, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, hmm, she really, you really can't read her mind. I wonder if I can do it. And so he's like, Bella, can I touch your hand? And she's like, okay. So she gives it to him and he's like, hmm, I can't do it. I wonder if you're immune, immune to all of our powers. So, so Jane has the power of like the Cruciatus curse, basically. <laughs> yeah, just like making you feel the most intense pain, pain you've ever felt in your life. And so, uh, but like honestly, with Kristen Stewart's acting, I couldn't tell if it was working. Or well, not. no, no. First, Edward steps up to try and like stop this from happening, but she like does it to Edward, and he's like in immense pain, like falls to the ground. And so then Arrow is like, "Okay, Jane, focus, let's do it." And so she like stares at Bella, but Bella just like stares back at her, and she's just like, "Huh?" But it's like, like she's definitely doing like flexing some sort of muscle, because I'm like, can, can she feel anything? Like I can't tell. I think she's just not like working afraid or being not. in a room of powerful vampires. And so Jane is very annoyed that this doesn't work because she loves hurting people. Um, but then all of the, everyone's like, okay, well that was fun, but we need to kill Bella anyway. She knows too much. And so Edward's like, no, don't kill her, blah, blah, blah. And Bella's like, no, kill me, don't kill Edward. Well, Edward and what fights one of the vampires who's going to try and kill Bella. And like, hey, like, if we can't kill Bella, then kill Edward. And so Bella does the thing where she's like, no, no, please. But she's also, like, grunting and, like, squinting and sighing at the same time. She's like, kill me instead. Kill me instead. And they're like, wow, you would sacrifice your soul for one of us. And then they're like you would make such an interesting vampire but it's too bad you're not going to be turned into a vampire and then Alice is like wait grab my hand I've seen it she's going to be a vampire yeah so Arrow grabs Alice's hand and she can see her vision of Bella being a vampire and Bella being a vampire requires her to frolic in the forest with Edward wearing some sort of like colonial dress for the rest of their days for the rest of their days <laughs> Um, uh, and Alice is like, oh, like, I'm going to be the one to turn her. It'll happen, so don't kill her. She'll be a fun vampire. And they're like, eh, okay. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, okay, fine, but, like, we don't give second chances, so make sure you get to it. Don't wait too long, so, or else it's going to be trouble. On the way out, we see a vampire leading a group of tourists into the Volturi castle, and they all just get massacred. Yeah, that's how the <laughs> Volturi does. <laughs> so Bella wakes up back in bed with Edward watching, obviously. Uh, she wakes up from a nightmare, and yeah. Edward is like, hey, I promise I'll still be here, like, whenever you wake up. Okay, Edward, we've heard these promises before. Yeah, he's like, I just wanted you to have a chance at a normal life. I wanted you to see what it was like without me, but obviously I only hurt you instead. And she's like, I'll never leave you again. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, Charlie comes in, Edward disappears, and he's like, hey, um, don't fly to Italy for three days, please. Because <laughs> all the way out, Bella was like, it's fine, I'm 18, I can do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, you're still in high school and still living with your father. Yeah, and so uh, Charlie's also like, you're grounded for the rest of your life. Just yeah, don't so do that again. He leaves, Edward reappears, and he's like, ah, I'm still not going to change you, though. Um, but then, but... Bella's like, nah, 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 nah. So they take the decision to the Cullen family? Yeah, she's taking a vote. This is a democracy now. <laughs> so everyone votes yes to change Bella, except for Edward and Rosalie, because Rosalie hates Bella. Well, no, Rosalie also says, like, this is not because of my feelings for you. Like, I wish oh, someone yeah. would have voted no for me. She's like, I wish I wasn't a fucking vampire. Fucking Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, everyone else says yes. Edward is pissed, and Bella's like... I'll wait till after graduation, like, just to please you. And no, then, no, so that I can, like, still live with Charlie until the end. <laughs> well, that too. And then Jacob stands in front of their car, and so they yeah, get out Yeah, they're, like, driving talk. back. Yeah, and Jacob's like, I see you're still human. And um, Edward's like, please, let me talk to you, Jacob. He's like, thanks for taking care of Bella while I was gone. I'm back now, bitch. Eh. thought she's seen really. the last of me. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. Not exactly, but he he does thank him, and Jacob's just like, I hate your guts. Don't turn her into a vampire, you bloodsucker. Jacob's also like, remember the treaty, if a colon bites a human, then the truce is over, and we're gonna kill all of you. And Bella's like, uh, but it's gonna be my choice. And Jacob's like, mm-hmm, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and Bella's like, I love him, Jacob. Don't make me yeah, choose like, between don't make the two of you, because I'll always choose him. It's not fucking you. <laughs> yeah. Jacob turns to a fucking wolf, because uh, Edward and they're about to, like, fight. Bella gets between them, and she's like, stop it. There's no way for you two to fight. That doesn't hurt me. And so they just uh, So Jacob runs off, and then Edward's like, okay, I'll be the one to change you if you want, but on one condition. Marry me, Bella. And then we get, like, an ADR gasp from Kristen, from Kristen Stewart. She definitely did not do that gasp on filming day. And then end. No. Cut to black. So, I again, like I said, I did see this in the movie. And this is what I remember about seeing this in the theaters. Was that everyone, again, like, people who didn't read the book are like, oh my god. But also, in the books, this doesn't happen then. I mean, he does say, like, I want to marry you. But this is not, like, when he proposes. Does he have, like, a grand proposal? Not a grand proposal, but he does propose. Oh, when? In Eclipse or yeah. New Moon? Oh. It's not a New Moon. So. <laughs> Spoilers for the next movie. Oh my goodness. But that is New Moon. Uh, what did you, what did you rate this movie? Um, I, so, uh, this is obvious. I think the movie, the Twilight movies go in order from, like, best to worst. So I would give this, like, a three and a half out of five. It's definitely my second favorite Twilight movie. And I, I genuinely like the part of, like, her being depressed and, like, having to get over that. But I just wish it was better than it is. Yeah. I wish instead of, like, Jacob trying to force a romance, he could have just been there for her and been her friend. And I, I don't like that either, that it's, like, forced into, like, a love triangle because Bella never feels anything for Jacob and makes that abundantly clear. And if Jacob isn't going to, like, respect her boundaries, then she shouldn't, like, be friends with him. So that's how I feel. <laughs> Um, I gave this a one and a half out of five. I gave the last movie a two out of five. Yeah. <laughs> so we're only... Well, they're just gonna get worse from here. I got bad news for you. <laughs> just because, like I've said before, I I have no nostalgia for this movie. I am watching this for the first time as an adult, and I find them so boring. <laughs> um, something I enjoy about this movie more as an adult is. 
that I so like as a kid I hated this one it made me the most sad because I'm like oh my god Edward leaves her but it's fine because he comes back at the end now I'm like Edward should have just stayed gone she could have healed she didn't need to be with Jacob either she could have Bella didn't need to be with anyone she was so codependent (laughs) and and Jacob no fucking Edward earlier is like oh my god Romeo and Juliet are so stupid because they didn't even like check to make sure the other one wasn't dead you know what he didn't do (laughs) actually check to make sure she was dead oh my god So, like, again, there's the parallel. It's, like, Romeo and Juliet, but, like, boo. Um, I'm not sure if I've never read Wuthering Heights, and I know nothing about it, but I know in the first Twilight, that's a book that, like, Bella references a lot and, like, reads all the time, so I don't know if the first Twilight is supposed to be, like, a parallel of that book. I'm not sure. Somebody may be able to tell you that. It's not I did not read it either. I don't plan to. I know nothing about it, but it may... Is that the same one? No, her sister wrote Jane Eyre. Yeah. Jane Eyre fucking sucked ass. Yeah. So I don't plan on reading Don't keep books. your quote-unquote crazy wife in your, your attic. Your mentally ill wife in the attic. Don't do that. I was explaining. No, I said crazy because he probably did that to her. If you put somebody yeah. in an attic, yeah. I was explaining this to someone the other day. I was like, have you ever heard what happens in Jane Eyre? I was <laughs> like, so she falls in love with this dickwad, and then we learn, like, the night before her wedding, his mentally ill wife has been locked in the attic this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's... That's anyway. it, though. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with Eclipse. Yes, we will see you then. We'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye.